This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tech Girl, Miriam Jouar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Friday, September 6, 2019. It's IFA, and I'm not there, but live from IFA is Michael Josh in Berlin. How are you, Michael Josh? Hello, from Berlin. I'm very good. Ich bin gut, <laughs> as they say in German. Yeah. Yeah. Sehr gut. Um, so I presume things are a little hectic because I'm catching you kind of at the end of the press part and the beginning of the mm. conference part, correct? Exactly. So IFA actually starts today, but I'm already exhausted because, as you know, uh, the press part is usually where all the action takes place the last few days have been full of briefings and launch events that we've had to attend. Uh, so the biggest news items have already happened, uh, have already been announced. And now we spend time at the actual show floor to see what everybody else has on offer. Yeah, any little things you might have missed, because honestly, we get pre-briefs on almost all the good stuff. So thanks for being on the show i know it was a bit of a crazy marathon for you this week and i'm really 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 appreciate that you were able to squeeze me in because i literally just got back from my gig at burning man yesterday and i wanted to jump in and get my my audience some news the last two shows were pre-recorded i think they were pretty interested we did a camera special uh and a electric car special with uh, uh steve litchfield of the uk for the camera part and uh, with roberto baldwin of engadget for the car part but this is all going to be about ifa the note 10 too because uh the reviews have come out while i was away you have one i'm still waiting for a device uh samsung's uh being a little tricky with review units in the us as you know but hey let's start with that maybe what did you think of that phone uh it's still a device that i have on me I was actually surprised about how much I, I really love the phone. Uh, I've been a Note fan for a while. The Note 2 was actually my first Android smartphone. I was the, the appeal of wow. having a stylus is actually something that really... Do you actually use the S Pen then? I do. I'm an S Pen user. Uh, I like to use pens. I'm a visual thinker. So even if I am... You know, I need to type something out. I like being able to write it down. It helps me process those thoughts. Um, and so even on my iPad, I love the iPad Pro with the pen the same way. Uh, and so I use it to you know, scribble notes and thoughts and, and ideas. So I am an S Pen user. I know some folks uh, will say it's a gimmick. Some folks will say, you know, most users won't use it. But at least I think the Note is actually a device made for someone just like me. Well, that's awesome because for me, I've never really been a big user of the S Pen. I mean, I appreciate some of the functionality, but to me, I wouldn't buy a Note 10 for the S Pen. I would buy a Note 10 for, you know, whatever else it brings to the table. So obviously there's been a lot of coverage around this phone. The thing mm -hmm. that struck me at the event in New York City, of all the phones that I get my hands on, is, as you know, we both get everything, was the incredible uh, screen-to-body ratio. It somehow mm -hmm. seems like the most the most modern looking phone in recent years. I think it's a pivotal change in Samsung's design. And I think I love the looks of it and I love the vibe they're going there. I, I agree completely. It's a very beautiful phone. The display is great. You know, Samsung has that nailed down. They make the best displays on phones and the way it's, it all comes together uh, on the Note is awesome. Although, you know, I would say a lot of users would, would maybe might say, oh, it's not as uh, exciting as I wanted it to be um, because we all know that the Galaxy Fold, you know, foldable phones are on the horizon. But having said that, the F Galaxy Fold, which is uh, again, they announced actually that IFA is coming back and it's making its, uh, it's ready for, for launch. Uh, that's a first generation product. And the Note right. 10 has been through eight iterations already. So having said yeah. that, uh, it, it is a solid device. All the kinks have been ironed out. And if you're looking for, you know, if you're willing to spend over a thousand dollars for a phone and you want the best out there, this is definitely one of those you should consider. So the big question I think is if you take the aside the S Pen, and we've talked mm -hmm. about the Note 10 on the show prior to my going to the desert with uh, one of my guests, I think it was uh, 
uh, our friend Michael Fisher. In mm -hmm. fact, uh, we did so. it right after in New York, right after the event. Um, so we, you know, the, we know the specs, we know the features, we know there are two models. If you take aside some of the, you know, it's a little gimmicky what that S Pen can do. Have you used any of that functionality, that new Bluetooth gesture-based stuff? Like I think of it as the Wii. You know, the Wii Wand controller that it, when it, it first came out? It reminds me of an actual magic wand. Uh, those, for me, are, are gimmicky. I do like the last year's, the feature that they put in last year where you can use it as a selfie button, a, a, yeah, a shutter camera trigger. Camera yeah. trigger mm -hmm. yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, if, when you're traveling alone, you can have it further away. You can use it. But um, the gestures, not so much. Yeah, so other than the S Pen uh, and the fact that this design is a bit of a break and a change in in Samsung's industrial, I think it, it feels very fresh. I kind of like squarish phones myself, mm -hmm. not as square as Sony, but definitely more square than that kind of weird oval-ish shape that was prevalent during the the S2 and S3. And mm -hmm. you know, do you remember the, the mm -hmm. S4 days mm -hmm. where things were kind of like pebblish? Mm -hmm. um, I'm really glad we're kind of more like uh, a little square. Even OnePlus has gotten a little squarish, and the P30 Pro has that flat top and bottom. So I'm I'm excited about the design. Of course, there's the crazy colors in the back. They finally had to catch up with the Chinese manufacturers there, didn't they? Mm, yeah. Because they've been rocking some insanely beautiful backs for a while now. The you know if you you know there is white or black, uh, and blue if you buy them off Samsung.com and Best Buy. But for those who can't decide, you can get the Aura Glow, which is almost like a mirror-like finish. It, it basically refracts light, so it explodes into a whole bunch of rainbow colors. It's insane. I mean, you never know what color you're going to get next. It's exactly. just like a party every time you pull out your phone. Exactly. Yeah. So other than all that, of course, the specs out of this world, there are a couple of interesting things. Uh, of course, no headphone jack, which we can discuss, which I think is kind of really not worth discussing, but mm -hmm. at the same time, maybe is worth discussing. Mm -hmm. And then there is the, um, the cameras have been, I mean, at least one of them, the, I think it's the telephoto sensor has been improved, correct? Right. The telephoto. So the aperture on the telephoto is, um, is bigger so that when you're using the zoom lens at night, uh, it will bring in more light. So it's more Have usable in low light. Have you noticed the difference? I have, I have. I actually spent an extra two days, I was two days late in publishing my review because I really wanted to answer these questions myself. And I had to go back and, you know, go back. And I went out with Chai and we went on a quote unquote date. We found a fancy place that had mood <laughs> lighting. And, you know, it's just so that we could see what it was like to take pictures of food at night and things that you would normally take, use your phone at night for. Uh, and, right. and so I, I did see um, an improvement uh, in overall versus even the S10 Plus. Interesting. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's to be the expected when great, you look at Miriam. the specs. Uh, the camera is 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 insane. Uh, it's it's very very good. I mean, Samsung's always nailed the cameras in the last few years. I think since the S six, we've we had some pretty decent cameras on all the notes and the uh, and the flagships. And mm -hmm. I didn't I wouldn't expect anything else. But at the same time, it's nice to hear from somebody who knows what they're doing because I still don't have a device. But um, other than that, like does does anything stand out for you that well, maybe you can't get on the S series? Well, you well. Not really, um, but you did point out that there are two sizes this year, and I think that's an important uh, point to make. Uh, the Note has always been about, you know, it, Samsung kind of invented the word, we don't use it that much anymore, the word phablet, which was phone and tablet. They, while today it's, a, it's regular, it's commonplace to see huge phones, Samsung kind of made it hip. Uh, so much so that Apple kind of poked fun at them at one point, right? Like, who wants to buy a big phone? Yeah, and look at them now. And look at them now. The 10s Max is so big. And the Note, uh, the original Note, was that original big phone. Uh, and now, so for Samsung to come out with a smaller version of the Note is almost a different direction. You know, there are some things that. It doesn't have the, the display the, the, is not as a high as a resolution. I was surprised about that, weren't you? That that the the guy. If you look at the the S10 line, you know, other than the S10e, every phone is quad HD. But then the, here's a phone that costs almost a thousand, a bit less than a thousand dollars. A small note, and it's only 1080p. And personally, I don't mind. I think 1080p I, at that size is fine. But agreed. Wow, right? Well, I don't mind as well. In fact, I will. I will say, and I love all my tech 
journalist friends, me included, but don't listen to us. Um, you're going to be fine. In fact, the Note 10 Plus uh, and the S10 Plus, you know, while they might have Quad HD displays, um, we, we, by default, if you actually They're look at 1080p. At, it's actually yeah. a 1080p. And most users, I think, will be fine. So if totally. you want a lot of, I've, I know a lot of friends who have wanted the Note over the years, but never really pulled the trigger because it was just too big of a phone for them. If you're looking for the Note, now's your chance because there is a smaller version available, I guess. And has the S Pen, which and is has the, the thing, S Pen, right? yeah. So which, what I'm saying yeah. is if you if you think that these things that it might not have versus the Note 10 Plus, I, I don't think most users will mind. Just no, I don't there. think yeah. so either. No, I agree. I think it's going to be a no-brainer, no big deal. And I think it's interesting that they made a smaller version because, I mean, honestly... You know, they're getting pretty big. For some people, that's really too big, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean. Uh, so for me, the big thing about the Note is the aesthetics. The Of course, everything but the kitchen sink except the headphone jack, the mm -hmm. better camera. And the fact there's two sizes. I think it's, uh, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on one. I think the question I have to you who's used, who's used all the phones now is, would you spend extra on a Note 10 versus S10 or S10, whatever S10 version, uh, considering they're now a little cheaper to buy? So I, I, I did say in my, uh, at the end of my review, if you look at official pricing, the price difference isn't that, that big. I think $100. But if you look at reduced pricing, then of course, um, you spend as much as you're, as you're willing to spend. Um, right. A lot of my friends will recommend the find it hard to recommend the the Note versus the S10 because of, it's so close. Um, but I there are things I like about the Note. So if you're willing to spend that much money, otherwise there are options out there. The OnePlus Seven Pro is still a great oh, option, course, yeah. seven hundred dollars. Uh, the Pixel Three A is also a great option. Uh, but yeah. what you have to remember when we're talking about the Note line, we're talking about the the phone that has the best specs of the year and the best experience uh, on a smartphone that year. That's what the note, notes have always been about. And at least where that's concerned, it delivers. Now you just have to be willing to pay for it. Yeah, it's basically the power user's phone. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, it's also now become... The creator's phone, in some ways, too, mm -hmm. right? That's definitely. And I think been... that's really exciting, too. Agreed. I mean, there are other options, but the the S Pen makes makes a big difference there. Uh, if you like to jot, draw, whatever it might be, paint, uh, you got a tool now to do it with, and mm -hmm. that's always been one of the edges on the on the on the on the note. Um, and so, you know, speaking of like a headphone jack, I think what I just want to say about that, you know, I still don't like that, but. I feel like we've finally gotten to a point now with Samsung joining the that mm -hmm. weird party of no headphone jack where mm -hmm. flagship phones no longer have headphone jacks. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at all the lineups, Apple started it, well, technically Moto started with the Z series uh, just before Apple, and Apple did. And actually, technically, technically, uh, Le Eco started it with the Le Pro 2, uh, but when they were still a company in China. Um, back in the day, just before the Moto Z series. So, Leico, Le Pro 2, then the, the Z series, then the iPhone. Then we got, who was next? I think it was, it was, it was actually OnePlus and then Samsung. Because LG stuck with it. I'm yeah. not talking about Oppo Vivo group because, other than the OnePlus, because, well, there's so many phones there. But, um... Oh, wait, 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 no, Pixel, no, Huawei the somewhere Pixel in there. Pixel 2 and Huawei Oh, Pixel, somewhere. yeah, yeah. Google, mm -hmm. Google, and, and of course Huawei with the, the what was the first Huawei? I think, the, I don't, Mate 20. I think it was the Mate 22, yeah, I agreed. Mate 20 Pro, yeah, only yeah. that one. Pro, yeah. Actually, no wait, no, 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 Mate 10 Pro before that. It seems like a the lifetime ago. Mate 10 ago. <laughs> Pro did not have a headphone jack. Anyway, the point is that everybody's joined the party, and if you look at flagship, flagship, ultra flagships, like the best of the cream, the crop, None of them have headphone jacks. If you count the, if you don't count the S10, it's because the Note 10 supersedes it. It's really becoming a trend. Um, there was there was even a laptop, a pro level laptop announced here at IFA that also doesn't have a headphone jack. Um, <gasps> yeah, sacrilege, scandalous. As a as a user who's, uh, I who uses AirPods, it doesn't really matter to me. 
as yeah. much. But there are times when you do just want to be able to plug in. Uh, but there are options and there are ways yeah. around it. Yeah. You just have to have adapters and connectors and dongles. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. for me, I use Bluetooth wireless for when I fly with my Sony uh, headphones, you know, the Mark III uh, over the head, mm -hmm. which are amazing for noise cancellation and sound quality. So mm -hmm. I use that for flying and for for my travels, my, my commutes when I'm on the train in New York, whatever, going to and from an event. Um, then I use, I have a pair of OnePlus Bullets USB-C mm -hmm. that I use uh, as if I, if I have a device that I need either to plug a microphone or earphones into that doesn't have a headphone jack and is USB-C, it works on anything. It works on my on a MacBook, it works on an iPad Pro, it works on like, you know, a phone that has USB-C, a tablet with USB-C, it works on anything. And I have that in my bag. And then, of course, if I really want to get serious about audio and I have a phone that I want to use that doesn't have a headphone jack, then I have this uh, a dongle by Hydiz. Uh, it's a mm -hmm. small company out of China that makes some of the best sounding dongle. It's, it's absolute audiophile grade. It's like worth, it's as good as the quad DAC and the LG. Mm -hmm. And it's about 35, 40 bucks. It's a little more pricey than your nine or 10 or $15 dongles, but it makes all the difference. And I use that with wired headphones if yep. I really need. What, yeah. what, what people need to know is that connectors aren't built the same. Uh, these adapters, these dongles, uh, especially oh, no. where USB-C is concerned uh, for things like the microphone to work and whatnot. Uh, so like I, I went out and bought the Apple dongle, very reliable. So I use the USB-C to headphone jack adapter so that I can use wireless microphones and whatnot yeah. with my Note yeah. 10. So yeah, there are ways around it. I and, mean, And the creators, Apple one sounds good yeah. i mean it's Agreed. a pretty good baseline so is the pixel one mm -hmm. um if you want unless you want to go all out and buy that 30 40 dollar whatever high disk dongle mm. which by the way you can flash with different firmware for different levels of sound quality wow. depending on whether you want microphone functionality or not so i've got mine fully highest quality with no microphone functionality because i i just want it for audiophile purposes mm -hmm. um but there are others the razor phone dongle is one of the best mm -hmm. um right below that in quality is the essential phone dongle if you can get your hands on it and right below that i would put the apple and pixel various different versions of mm. the pixel dongle in the same boat and then and oh and the huawei one and then below that like the worst one that i've ever heard honestly the, from a brand company was the htc one so avoid that one it doesn't sound very good but this was in the early days htc was one of the first to drop the headphone jack and go usb-c digital all the way with i don't know one of those crazy finished blue finish phones that they had do you remember that mm -hmm. it was one of the htc one something something it was a big phone anyway Let's move on to IFA, shall we? Yeah. Um, I think uh, there's lots going on there. You've posted some videos, which I'll put in the show notes, of some stuff. Um, yes. I have a list well, here. Yeah, what well, does I mean, really I, stand out I can, for you? Well, I, using the headphone jack as a transition, there is, LG announced a phone with a headphone jack. Uh, their LG G8X dual That's screen right. smartphone. It uh, it was quite interesting because at um, I, in fact you and me I don't know if you remember this at in Barcelona we bumped into each other after the LG event and we were mm -hmm. both looking for that dual screen that they had announced but we couldn't find it in the on the show floor for the V50 so yeah. LG reached out to me a month before IFA uh, asking if I wanted to. To, to take a look at the V50 dual screen. Uh, and even if it's a phone that's been announced many, many months ago, I really wanted to see what the dual screen was about. But I also wanted context just in case they made a similar announcement uh, here at IFA because that was what was rumored. Uh, so I did take a look at that and I did put post a video. And, you know, every time that I do this, these kind of videos, I'm like, is it a gimmick? Is it not a gimmick? And I force myself to use these features. Remember when we were in Computex and Asus had that laptop with two screens? Yeah. And I and I see the value in being able to multitask with two screens. Uh, sometimes, you know, think being able to uh, have a video call on one window and see uh, have a Google document open on the other so you have your notes around or being able to the example people use all the time, which is probably silly, is watching a YouTube video while typing a an article. Um, but but being able to do two things at the same time is 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 interesting. Um, so at the, the 
I had some in my video. I had some initial complaints about that design, and it was yeah. so. I was thrilled to be sitting down in my briefing for the G8X. Uh, and it's G8X because there was already a LG G8 announced yeah, earlier this yeah. year as well. So is this a case or is it actually literally a phone with two so, screens? So that it's, it's, it's a, a case. So they've fixed some of the kinks with the LG V50 dual screen. Uh, okay. It is a standalone, the G8X is a standalone phone. Depending on which market you are in, it will either come bundled with a case or sold separately. Uh, but they're really meant to work together. Um, and so they, the reason why they're keeping it as two separate pieces is so that you can you have the option to use it either way. According, they say that they've sold about half a million of the V50 dual screens in Korea. And of those half a million, about 30% of the users keep the case on the entire time. Um, it's actually not that, I mean, it does make it a little bit chunkier but then again, I have no moral ascendancy because I use a battery pack on my iPhone. And so it's ah. also qu quite chunky. Um, uh, it's, I, I actually enjoy using it. And they've really improved some of the, uh, the problems. You know, they make it easier to switch between screens. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that you can do with it. Um, one thing is, you know, they have, and then they work with this third-party browser manufacturer in Korea, they call, it's called the Whale Browser. So, for example, one one really nice practical example is you're shopping on Amazon, and so you search mm -hmm. for the item that you want, and then you get like Lego train, and then you have a listing of Lego trains, and then you what we normally do on even on our computers, we click and it opens in another browser or in that same window, and then okay, we don't like it, we go back so that we can see what else was on the listing. With the Whale Browser, you can load your the search results on one screen you can click right. and then it loads the the product page on the on the other screen and then you can just click just click through the different results without having to leave that page that was that right. was pretty cool but it's also for gaming you um you can flip it around like you would a Nintendo 3DS and you could have your game and then the other screen is a controller and then there are different kinds of controllers um, that kind of mimic uh, a physical controller would look like in the buttons that w it would have and then you could customize controllers as well and then LG says they're working with game developers so that they can offer more customization options that are built for the various games um, that's also an interesting um, case study it's almost like LG's um, answer to the foldable phone. It's yeah. yes. So they're like, instead of, yeah, you, you might not be able to use it as a tablet, but there are actually benefits of using, of having two screens. Right. So in terms of just looking at the phone side by side with the, the original G8, um, not without the dual functionality, what does it, what's different? It, it looks like it has a teardrop camera instead of a, of a notch in the top of the screen, yes, correct? It has a it has a teardrop camera. I I don't even remember what the the notch on and the they G8 they removed was. did they remove all the gesture but they did remove stuff. I don't I wasn't able to dive in that much to see if the gestures are still there. They probably are, um, but they didn't talk about it. The biggest okay. physical change it still looks basically the same. You know, cameras flushed on the back. Um, but there's no more fingerprint uh, uh, sensor on the back. It's built into the display now. Oh, it's OLED. Uh, yeah, of course. Got it. Yeah, because yeah, because cool. with a case, you kind of like cover it up anyway, too. Um, so, but still only two cameras in the back, a wide angle and a regular. No three, telephoto three, on this. You have three. to go to the V50 for that. Oh, there's three. There's three. Ah, yeah. The photos don't seem to show three. That's why it's huh. so confusing. Wait, I hey, don't correct correct me. I, don't <laughs> quote me on that. I'm confused now. Um, I think the V50 is three, and this looks like it only has two. Um, I could be wrong though. Um, I'm just checking the photos right now. I need to I need to check my video as well. Go watch my video and find out. Yeah, I will put your video in the link. Uh, when I put the podcast topics together, you hadn't published. But they did any, improve added... the camera. They did improve the camera. So they've oh, good, good. Uh, put in a larger image sensor, uh, so that um and so that you take better photos and they've also improved video stabilization. So yeah, some it of... says 12 megapixel standard and 13 megapixel ultra wide. All That's right. what it is. Cool. Well, look, I mean, I like the G8. I reviewed it for Elena for uh, for Geekspin, mm -hmm. and I felt that 
even though the gimmicks were stupid and I didn't like those and the design was a little boring, I felt that I liked the size of the phone and I really okay. liked the, I thought the imaging was really good. A lot of people didn't give credit to the G8 for its image quality. The problem with uh, the I G8, took some incredible photos of that phone. The problem with the G8 really um, was that it just didn't offer enough to compete with everyone it was trying to compete with. Um, and yeah. it, it also felt like... Um, last year's phone in some way. It was too way. expensive for what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so the dual screen, uh, both on the V50 and the G8, kind of push these phones and give it uh, something to differentiate itself and, and makes it interesting to me. I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind using a G8 as my daily driver with that dual screen. I, I kind of like it. So it's, a small, it's still a small phone versus mm. the V50, which is large, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I'll gloss over it because I'd like to get into other topics, but there's also we'll link to a video of the V50 dual screen mm -hmm. so people can have a look at that system. Mm -hmm. The V50 is not a new phone. It came out at, at MWC. Well, it was announced at MWC. It's finally out in the U.S. Mm -hmm. on Sprint and somebody else as a 5G phone, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's expensive. And so, you know... Uh, that's about the only news that are really EFI related here. And I guess the case that the dual screen case you played with is a second generation case on the V50, yes, correct? Yes, so the, uh, the V50's dual screen case is the first gen case. And then the... Uh, it's the first gen. And the, and the one that comes with the G8 is in G8 a way... Is second gen. The second gen, yeah. The second gen case. There were improvements, for example, on the V50. Like we, when you were getting a call, when your case was closed, you couldn't really see who was calling. So they put like a little tiny display uh, on top so that you could see. Um, they make it more. Ah. You can now. There, it's not like three set angles. You can. It, the dis, the hinge is like any angle you want. There are a lot of nice it, bits and you know bits of improvements here and there. But I, the phone hmm. I really want to talk about is the Galaxy Fold. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. The, so let's let's lump together some of the announcements. We're going to go to Nokia after LG. Okay. So we did LG. Uh, Samsung had two things. The Fold is finally shipping, not in the US. We'll mm -hmm. get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. And there's an A90 5G. I just want to mention it. I'll, I'll link to it. I, unless you have something to say about it, it looks like a, basically a higher mid-range A-series with a 5G radio, meaning it's probably the first affordable-ish 5G phone, mm -hmm. right, in terms of cost. Yeah. So that's the that's why I think it was noteworthy. But the fold. So let's talk. Oh man, what a saga it's been, right? I know it's been. It's almost like how how do you call this failure to launch? Almost. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it's all. Let's just pretend that uh, the first batch of tech reviewers that that did get the fold um, were beta testers. You know, finding kinks. So that. <laughs> so and so Samsung has taken. Um, you know, it's, it's been a few months, but they've really worked on that hinge. So here at the show, we were given some time to, sp to spend with the new Galaxy Fold, the updated uh, Galaxy Fold. So they've made the hinge uh, better. You can kind of feel more secure. It feels more secure to when you kind of like open it and close it up. Um, one of the biggest problems was that quote unquote screen protector that people thought was a screen protector yeah, but was yeah. actually a protective layer uh, and it was really applied in such a way that it did look like a screen protector on the original unit now it's flushed and the bezels kind of like it's flushed underneath the bezels so you don't really see that makes more sense it right makes I mean, more why sense. didn't they do that in the first place uh and Weird. there's a cap um, it's hard to describe, so you're going to have to also go watch my video, but on the, on the, on the edges, the part that folded, uh, that, that folds, um, they have a, they have caps on both sides so that, uh, dust and debris can't get in, especially, you know, when you're folding and unfolding. Right. Absolutely. Um, where is your video, by the way? I'm looking on it's, your... Um, it's about, it's being uploaded as we oh, okay. speak, so but it'll be live by the time... This, this podcast goes live. Awesome. Well, I'll put it up instead of what I have then. Um, and then, uh, so obviously, you know, I haven't played, I played with, um, actually, let me think about it. I played with a Mate X, uh -huh. the, the folding phone from, uh -huh. uh, from Huawei, but I've, I've never actually touched a fold uh, from, from Samsung, the Galaxy Fold. And, but I can definitely see the difference. I mean, Looking at images side by side of the old device and the new device, mm -hmm. I don't have to even feel it to notice how much 
how much work went into improving that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, especially for how much it costs, you don't want it to, you don't want it to break. They seem very confident and they're ready. It's already, uh, I think it's already available in Korea. Uh, It's coming out in Europe, right? September 18 in Europe. And, um, in, uh, the official word for countries like the U S in a few weeks. So it'll be coming. It's oh, little, okay. I thought they'd completely abandoned the U.S. No. because the carriers pulled out, right? T-Mobile pulled out. AT&T was completely quiet. But we haven't heard a peep from them, so we don't know what they're doing. They were the only two partners. My, my but guess I guess is they'll that, sell it unlocked, right? My guess, they're well, going to sell it? Yes. My guess is that it was just, they just had to pull, pull it out of the market. Oh, of course. Of, yeah. Um, I mean... Think about all that much marketing money they wasted on that. Mm-hmm. That's insane, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably, they're not happy about it. But hey, you know, um, let's see what happens. Maybe BNH will sell it. Maybe Best Buy will have it. If they do, uh, since I really doubt I'll get a review in it from Samsung, I'll, I might just go buy one and return it because obviously I can't afford spending that kind of money and keep it at, just to let you, my audience, know what I think. Um so good news on that. Um, and again, more affordable 5G phones are coming with that Galaxy A90. Mm-hmm. Um, the next the A90, two phones I want... Yes? Very, just very quickly, the A90 um, traffic-wise on my website and on my YouTube comments is... is, is There are a lot of people who want to see, see and hear about that phone, so it's a video I need to do soon as well. So there's a lot of interest. Uh, and it's good it to see... It makes sense. I mean, my... Yeah. My audience has a lot of people from India. So if, uh, you know, if this is a 5G device, but once 5G launches in India, they're not going to want to spend $1,000 on a 5G phone. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting. It looks like it's almost as good as a Galaxy S10 in terms of specs, but not quite there. So um, I don't want to get into too much detail because I'd like to jump to Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm kind of excited about what HMD is doing every time they do something. So I'm a bit of a fanboy, I have to say. Fangirl, rather. Uh, Nokia 2720 is what you did a video about, but also you saw the 7.2, yes. which has a pretty impressive camera for a $350 phone. Yes. So let's talk about the 2720 because that's kind of like back. It's, it's kind of another retro phone, isn't yes, it? Yes, they call it their Nokia Originals. And uh, it's it's really about leveraging that um that retro uh you know uh, appeal the retro appeal uh and it's they've done two already they've they did the 3310 the first year that was kind of their it was two years ago i think and then they did the banana phone last year and this one is actually not i mean to be honest with you i wish they brought back an older phone because this is not from their golden this is only 10 years old yes exactly this is from 2009 um but it's still nice to see a a, a flip phone again this um they also said it's also for like weekend warriors or just people who don't want a smartphone but still need to be in on the essentials like WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, there are apps that will run on this non-Android, it's running non-smartphone OS, right? Yeah. Just the same as a banana phone. Mm-hmm. And so there are apps like Google Maps and Google Assistant's baked in as well. Yes, that's a. They have deal. a Google Assistant I mean, button. You don't want to type on that numpad unless you were, you were very good at it ten years ago. I was never that good at that. So obviously. You know, uh, interesting device. I think what I like the most about it is like, you know, uh, the headphone jack, the KaiOS, the Google Assistant stuff. What's the camera like? What were the specs on that? Is it any decent? Um, I don't have the megapixels. It doesn't autofocus, but the images, the image Ah. quality is actually not bad. Yeah, I mean, for snapshots. Yeah, and you know what? Nokia back in the day when they were still Nokia, the Finnish company, they made a few phones, including Symbian phones, that had no autofocus but had this uh, this kind of um, wide field of view. So basically you had focus from about 20 centimeters to infinity mm-hmm. and they took really nice sharp pictures. There's a way to do that with some computational stuff and some lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did that way back. We're talking 10 years ago. So that's probably what they're using here. Uh, makes the cameras cheaper and thinner. Mm-hmm. The only thing that seems a little cheap looking to me, and you pointed out in your video, was uh, the glossy plastic back there, mm. right? Yeah, I think it's a bad design decision, and I pointed it out to to the folks. I think they wanted it to look shiny, 
but the implementation wasn't the best thing. But then again, how much is this phone again? Not very much money. Um, for what this, is it? A hundred euros or I, less? Than I that? think some some thereabouts. I, let me look at my notes. Seventy nine, like uh, probably the same as the banana phone, which is close to a hundred. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I like folding phones. I think they're cool. It's not what I would use every day, but but it's nice to see a new kind of version of something that some people would really love and at a price point that you just can't go wrong. Yeah, hundred nine euros. Not, this is not really a dumb phone insofar. It's running a real uh, Linux-based OS, KaiOS, and uh -huh. it's got some apps available. Um, and it's kind of like an interesting alternative to the you know ever-present Android ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, and you might so, have relatives who don't want a smartphone, but you want them on your WhatsApp family group, things correct. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other one, speaking, going back to Android and and more f traditional form factors, the seven point two is a is a successor to the very much loved seven point one from last Ag year, agreed. which I really really enjoyed. I still have one. Um, and this is cranking up the camera performance. Mm -hmm. uh, it does have uh, two cameras, a regular camera, a wide angle camera, and a time of flight camera. Yes. And it, they're all Zeiss branded. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not going to get into the specs in terms of like hardware, like uh, processors and stuff. You can read mm -hmm. that on the link. Yeah. But what got me excited is that they're using the depth sensing camera to simulate bouquet of uh, famous Zeiss lenses. Yes, there's a so, feature. Um, yeah, that is cool. And the pictures look really good too from what I saw the samples, at least I think it was The Verge or Engadget, whatever I'm linking to there. Engadget. Uh, they took some really nice uh, portraits that do have that kind of uh, old Zeiss lens vibe going to them, you know? Yes, yes. Um, we took some photos as well. Um, we have a video coming out. Just too many videos to put out at the same time. So yeah, I hear I've that. been kind of the like... The problem is processing and uploading. Like when I'm on a trade show, I shoot all the video and then just trickles out day after day. I like YouTube that. doesn't <laughs> want you to be publishing more than one video a day. I've been doing two, three. So I was like, slow down one at a time. So some of the videos will have to wait. But this is a very interesting phone. And it's a very important phone for Nokia because... Um, I know a lot of, you know, techies like us are looking for the flagship and they've tried with the Nokia 9, which, but they want you to know that the Nokia 9 preview isn't a flag, isn't their flagship phone. No, it's, it's a special their, phone, right? It's, it's a, a one-off. It's a yeah. proof of concept uh, playing with innovation to kind of show people that, hey, these are our experiments in what a phone can do. But their focus really as a company has been to deliver really well in this mid-range segment and that's what they're doing with the 7.2 they actually also announced the 6.2 which has which is which is form factor wise exactly Similar, the same yeah. but it doesn't have the zeiss lens um it doesn't have those, those it doesn't have the camera tricks those camera yeah. tricks um so but i mean 349 for the 7.2 and uh i believe i'm gonna try to find what the price for the 6.2 is um i think it's probably a 50 209 less. 209 yeah. euros so that's um, amazing those are that's really good pricing uh 349 by the way is dollars uh and i have that because right. this is the phone it's that's coming, coming to, to the, the u.s, US. 7.2 yes, yeah exactly so yeah. it's going to be a good competitor for the g7 series in the u.s mm -hmm. uh and you know remember android one all that good stuff mm -hmm. so yeah I'm timely excited. updates I'm uh great build quality uh, there's this beautiful green uh, model, which I, I really, really like. Uh, and it, I'm happy that there is a strong challenger player in the mid-range space in the U.S. Because yeah. I think this is the price. This is the sweet spot for me, uh, yeah. price point wise. Yeah. And we need to have options. It's a great, it's another great phone. I really like it as well. You're right. Um, transitioning into uh, another brand, uh, Sony launched another Xperia phone, which is basically a compact version of the Xperia 1 called mm -hmm. the Xperia 5. Is my interpretation correct? Yes. Yes. Although I haven't had the time um, and, you know, because I have so much going on and I don't have a relationship with Sony, I, I just choose to spend my time on, on my other content. I'm sorry. I mean, oh, don't worry about it. I mean, you have an opinion. You've, you've read some stuff. You've heard some stuff. You've I've, talked to the media I've on used, site about it, I'm I've, sure. I've played around with uh, Michael Fisher's uh, 
what is it called? X1? Uh, just one. Xperia oh, one. Xperia one. Sorry, I have yeah. one as well. Yeah, oh. I have one. And um, I like that extra tall form factor. Um, I've always been, you know, uh, I've loved that boxy design, but the camera is just so slow. Um, it is. It and, is a little bit. And for me, if Sony wants, I mean, I've said this over and over so many times. I don't even know, probably on your podcast as well. I mean, considering, <laughs> a, 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 I mean, I, I always just feel disappointed because for a company that makes image sensors for the rest of the smartphone industry, for most of the smartphone industry, um, you kind of get disappointed that they can't put out a really great camera phone. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's very good, but not outstanding. Yeah, and and I have the Xperia one. I've played with it quite a bit. And my takeaway is that this is definitely one of the best camera phones from from Sony as mm -hmm. a phone in a recent in recent years. They finally brought OIS to a phone, which, as you know, they resisted doing forever because they didn't want to cannibalize my theory. They didn't want to cannibalize this their point and shoots their RX series. And and this is definitely getting there. Um, but then you have the P30 Pro, and then you have the the super diminutive but phenomenal Pixel 3a, and then you have you know diminutive in specs and price, and you have of course you know the Galaxy Note 10, and then you ask yourself where are you in this game, Sony? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, yes, I've taken phenomenal photos of Xperia One. But I, I could have taken the same photos with a Galaxy S10 or an LG G8. And and at that point, I'm like, you have barely kind of caught up, Sony, yet you make these sensors. And what you're saying is so dead on. Mm. They really need to understand that, no, your camera business is not going to take away from your, sorry, your phone business is not going to take away from your camera business because your camera business is kicking so much ass right now. Mm -hmm. And it should be and, the and entry it's, point. It's, it's not the same league. You can't even compare them. Like, there's... There's a different world still there between a Sony A7 and even a P30 Pro, right? I mean, mm -hmm. come on. Exactly. So. I mean, agreed. I have the A7 and I will still take it out over the P30 any day. Of course um, you will. And, you know, they should think about it just like the iPod was to the Mac, you know, the halo effect. It's the entry point into, uh, you know, an audience that that is new to Sony, um, you know, right. similar to the Walkman was, right? And Exactly. They they love the brand. They enjoy shooting photos with their phone, and that's how they transition to their cameras. It's all about software, and I think Sony really needs to work on their software. The Xperia One, while it takes great photos, I remember how long sometimes some of the shutter. Uh, oh, I, it's slow. It's so and slow you know, the and... other thing is the 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 other thing is is that it's it doesn't stand out as a phone other than being twenty one to nine. Right. I mean, the display is incredible. Mm. It's a two K display, almost almost four K, three mm -hmm. and a something K. But I mean. It's like, so what? Like, you don't, we've already established that 1080p is really all you need, right? So, I right. mean, come on. Well, what, what, you've, what you're saying is a predicament of anyone who wants to play in this space, right? You either have to be the best at something or offer something that's, that's special but also practical and useful and that users can get behind, right? I mean, right. That, that different uh, resolution, I mean, uh, aspect ratio is something that's different but is it practical or useful enough for people to want to buy the phone i'm not sure it's worth it like in my time with the uh the xperia one i mean it makes the phone definitely more easy to to hold and and to type on but then the screen the keyboard's too small right like what compared to another flagship of that size it feels like the keyboard's cramped and at this while i love holding it in my hand like width wise mm -hmm. then i start typing i get frustrated so i'm not quite sure what to do with myself right i'm like ah oh, this is good but it's bad and i can't resolve the two right and i'm just like ah gimmick you know <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. it's sad because i kind of get what they were going for um let's switch to another one because obviously we don't have too much to talk about here and have neither of us have played with the xperia yes. 5. Yes. it's just a it seems like a more compact version and we've in the past sony has it, made some I think, really delightful yes. compact phones, i think it's so. yes agreed if if there's anything to be said about this phone it's about uh sony's return to the space they were the ones who really did these they mini mini that phones space. that compact space uh the Z flagship like no sacrifice no yes. specs hidden just the whole enchilada i but in a small agree. phone i love that idea. and that is something that i i still am a firm believer of which is why i like the smaller note Apple, by the way, actually does that with the XS, oh, 10s and 10s Max. 
they have Correct. the same features, uh, except for battery life, but they're the same phone. Uh, right. And, and that's then, what know, it needs to be. So that users have choice, right? I, because, yeah. and you know, I do like small phones too. And so if I want a small phone, I sh you shouldn't take a, uh, you know, shouldn't restrict me from being able to get the best features that you have to offer. Right. And that's what Sony does uh, really well, at least in terms. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and related to that, in the same league, you'll find the Pixel 3, 3A, mm -hmm. uh, the smaller versions, of course, that are pretty hand-friendly. The G8 and G8X we just talked about, they're really hand-friendly. Back in the day, there was the Essential phone that felt phenomenal in hand. Mm -hmm. We also have, let's see, there's a, there's a few more like that, um, that I feel kind of hit the size sweet spot. And so, you know, kudos for, for Sony to coming, to be coming back into that space. Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of another brand that is doing some interesting things with cameras, um, Moto One Zoom was, well, technically I know the briefing was in, in the U S earlier this month and already not actually in August, uh, but. The phone was finally announced at IFA, mm -hmm. and this is a Moto One from the Moto Android One series of phones with a really cool, crazy camera system. It's got a regular, it's got uh, with that 48 megapixel IMS, uh, it might actually be the Samsung sensor, not the Sony sensor, I'm not sure. But the reality it has that it has a three times optical zoom, it has a ultra wide, and it has a time of flight camera, correct? Uh, yes, but I wasn't at the briefing because I was traveling in, uh, <laughs> well, was I in China I or in India? I forgot. I was, I was yeah, somewhere. I wasn't at the briefing either because it was in New York and I was in SF, but, um, they apparently, um, the price point is 450 us dollars for a phone that should have some pretty interesting, uh, camera chops. It has OIS on the main camera, OIS on the tele ca camera, of course, the three times zoom. And it's got the depth sensor in addition to that. So four cameras in the rear. I see it looks it, interesting. I see it's the same play as what Nokia is doing with their Nokia 9 PureView. It's, Correct. It's being yeah. able to, as champions of the mid-range space, they still kind of need to be relevant and, and show that they are able to innovate. And I think that's exactly what this phone is all about. And it has a glowing Moto logo mm -hmm. in the back. I mean, who which doesn't is love a cool. great glow, glowing logo? Who doesn't? Who doesn't want something out, out of control like that? I miss uh, that on my MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah, it has a built-in finger. It has a fingerprint sensor in the display. I, I would have thought that it would be cool if that logo in the back was also the fingerprint sensor, but it can't have it all. Um, and the last phone for Ifa that I want to kind of talk about very briefly is uh, TCL, uh, parent company to Alcatel, surprised mm -hmm. everyone with a phone branded with their own brand. Mm -hmm. um, well, it wasn't a surprise for us media because we knew that was coming. But I think for the rest of the world, uh, you know, say hello to the PC to the TCL Plex, Plex which yeah. is a mid-range phone that, well, is interesting because it has a dedicated low light camera with 2.9 micron pixels that's the only thing that got my attention out of the mm -hmm. whole thing a large image that's well i guess you have to talk about tcl you know most of most of the folks will know tcl because of um, televisions. The, the televisions and so the display on this is to take some really of good. that learnings from that display technology and you know just just for those who don't know, TCL makes their own displays on, on their televisions. They do. They, so unlike, you know, some, some manufacturers are using other people's displays, they make their own display. So they're using, they're using that technology and putting that on their phones. You know, there's HDR+, plus, uh, HDR10+, plus, um, so on and so forth. But you're right, that huge 2.9 micron pixel size uh, low light camera. I haven't had the chance to take it out in the real world and take low light photos, so I, I can't comment on how good it is, but it's it's nice to see another player in this space. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. The phone looks interesting. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the design. Mm -hmm. It's a little kind of blingy to me, but mm -hmm. I like the dig. I like I dig the idea that there's three cameras in the back, and it's not what you expect. There's a regular, there's an ultra wide, and then there's that low light optimized mm -hmm. one. It's right. like cool. I mean, I, for that alone, I, I'd, I'd like to play with it. Um, and that's it in terms of IFA for now. There's still stuff coming from IFA. Um, let's go quickly through some news items that happened while I was away. We don't have to elaborate. Well, I can talk but... about, if you'd like, I can talk a little bit about Huawei and some of sure. their IFA announcements. So there's news that they're launching a Mate 30 on September 19th. Uh, where is it? In, in Munich, Germany. Munich, in, in Munich, Munich, Germany. Germany. Uh, 
eighteenth uh, or nineteenth. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about the dates. Nineteenth, I think, is what I have uh, in my Here notes. at IFA today, actually, they announced their new Karen nine hundred and ninety processor. Right. Uh, it will have both the five G and non five G variant. So a lot of improvements to both um, uh, performance and efficiency. Uh, a, a really solid chip. Uh, in terms of hardware, uh, they actually released. Pretty cheeky. Their FreeBuds Three, I believe, is what they're called. Is basically a, an Apple AirPods. I wouldn't say ripoff, but they look alike. They look very, very similar. similar yeah.、Uh, it's available in white and black.、Uh, but based, I again as an AirPod fan, I am actually excited to try this out because they were talking about some of the technology and it was really interesting in what they can do. They, it's supposed to have active noise canceling.、Um, Built in, they say. You know, the problem is when you get earbuds like this. The, you know that the quality isn't going to be great. That's not the case here.、Uh, so I'm actually excited to try them out. And、um, they also released the new P the P thirty in two new colors. But of course, the news everybody the question that everybody wants answered is what will be what will the new Mate thirty be like? Will it run Android?、Uh, and right now, it, it seems that. Um, there is this. That's a big question mark. Not on, not just on our minds, but I think there's a lot of、uh, internal question marks as well with regards to that particular question. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. Obviously, there this phone looks like it's not going to get Google's blessing, right?、Mm -hmm. So that would be really sad that we can't、mm -hmm. run Google Play services apps. I、mm -hmm. mean, to me, it renders it useless as good as the specs might be. So I'm a little, honestly, quite concerned about that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, agreed.、Uh, and I think everybody is internally too,、uh, so much so that it's going to affect、uh, what they are able to to discuss on stage when they do launch. You know, I I think I think what they're ha what、uh, they hope will happen is that they will be able to get an answer、uh, and that license to to proceed in time for the launch. Otherwise, there will probably be no handsets.、Um, For journalists to to review or shoot、um, on the day of launch,、uh, instead they will use the launch to talk about、uh, all the new features of the phone. And I hear from my sources that the phone will、uh, has been about、uh, doing what they did for photos this time for videos. Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean,、uh, it's surprisingly early compared to last year. So I mean, whatever.、Um, we'll see what happens. A whole、I'm, month in advance. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have to to show in terms of specs. Obviously, Kirin nine ninety, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, you know, it's like this thing is just not going to be viable for any of us, at least. Right, and you know, the you know, timing is is really bad. I don't know why they pushed it up so early. I mean, they're they're going to be a week after the iPhone.、Uh, I I don't really know if it's going to be called the eleven, but the next iPhone is launched. Maybe it's on purpose. Maybe it's going to be the week that the iPhone reviews are out. Maybe they want it buried. Mm, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I agree. But yes, the iPhone、um, launch is happening on the tenth of、uh, September. So, right,、uh, that's taking place. Yeah, and then yeah, it, which means it'll go on sale the Friday after, which will be what the twentieth. Correct. I、yeah. mean, I, usually if the、uh, if the reviews are on the tenth, which I believe is a is a Tuesday, right?、Um, let me think. Is it a Tuesday?、Huh, I have to look it up. Me too. It's Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday, so then the reviews will be the Tuesday after that, the seventeenth. So that's what you can expect. And what I'm excited about, one of the rumors that happened while I was away, was that it there might be a phone called the iPhone Pro, which I'm so excited they would do that. I hate the naming right now. I hate the fact that they're doing versions, and I really feel like Apple being Apple. You know, it's like the MacBook. It's either MacBook, MacBook Air, MacBook. Pro and that's it. It's you then put in brackets the year next to it, and you know which generation you're talking about. Right. I want them to name the iPhones like that. I want the iPhone to be the iPhone, and then the iPhone Pro to you know to maybe come in two sizes, but just be called iPhone Pro, right?、Mm -hmm. Like, and that would be the XR, 10R, sorry, and 10S, 10 Next Max we have today. So, I don't think they'll do that, but I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited, as you know. <laughs> I know.、Uh, other phones that were announced while we were away, none of them super important because a lot of them already were pre-announced. 
a OnePlus 7 Pro 5G, we know that's existed on E in the UK, mm -hmm. uh, is now coming to Sprint. Mm -hmm. So that's a big coup for OnePlus because now they don't, they don't just have T-Mobile on board, mm -hmm. they have Sprint on board. Now that phone is going to be only through Sprint because the bands are going to be weird and you're not going to buy that phone unlocked and just expect it to work on anything. So just, you know, be aware that if you want to buy an, an, an iPhone, sorry, a OnePlus 7 Pro on for five and your Sprint customer, you're going to have to have some serious carrier bloat and limitations in terms of what bands this thing supports versus buying an unlocked non 5G OnePlus 7 Pro, which will then work on all the carriers other than Sprint. And so, please don't you know, buy a 5G phone unless and don't you buy live a 5G in phone area. in general, right? Exactly. <laughs> but it's exciting to me that OnePlus struck a deal with Sprint, meaning they now have two carriers and that they're the first 5G phone, they're one of the first few 5G phones in the US because of that. That's big news for a company like OnePlus that just barely sparked a new partnership with a US carrier a year ago, less mm. than a year ago. I'm happy for them the, that they've been able to, yeah. to make it uh, in the US market uh, because we do, there is a room and a space for them to play in. Absolutely. And there's a need for their phones. Yeah, and speaking of other 5G capable phones that have a version, a variant that is 5G, the ZT Axon 10 Pro was finally launched in the US officially. And this phone was launched at, at MWC. I did a hands-on video, check it out on my channel. But now I'll get a review in it and it's real. It's an unlocked phone. It's in the same realm as the Zenfone 5G, uh, Zenfone 6, sorry, uh, as the uh, Nubia... Uh, what is it called? The uh, the gaming phone, uh, the Red Magic Three. So mm -hmm. it's five hundred ish dollars and packs a Snapdragon eight fifty five and all the specs, all the kitchen sink. It's it's kind of like a One Plus Seven Pro, but slightly cheaper, right? Right. And so that's pretty I would exciting. Be, I would be remiss to not. Uh, we're talking about gaming phones. Uh, Asus. Remember they announced the ROG Phone right. 2 in China? They have the ROG, the global edition is called the ROG out. Phone 2 yeah. Ultimate with a terabyte Oof. of storage with Uf, UFS 3.0 storage. Uh, that was announced uh, here um, at IFA. Oh, that was an IFA announcement. I'll change it mm -hmm. to my topics to the mm -hmm. IFA list then. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just an announcement that came independent of IFA. But yes, the uh, speaking of our gaming phone, Asus ROG Phone 2 is now official as a global phone. Finally, a few other items. Uh, Android 10 is rolling out on the Pixel phones. I got mine last night. Mm -hmm. I love it so far. Some people having issues with sensors not working properly after the update. Mm -hmm. None of that for me. Everything is peachy and lovely. It's only been six hours. Talk to me again mm -hmm. in 12 hours when everything falls apart and I'll be regretting the upgrade. Um, but I, I'm glad that I've got my three buttons back, MJ. I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> I don't want gestures. I want my three buttons and now I can turn them back on. That was my biggest gripe on Android Pie on my mm. uh, on my Pixel phones is I had to use a stupid weird pill thing. Well, for me so. it's, for me my issue is um it's it's my muscle memory. My muscles don't have time to memorize anything because I just keep on going from phone to phone even like and this is totally off topic but even just using the, the Samsung Note 10 with a button on the other side and then using another well, phone. I flip it right away. It, I flip it then, right yeah, away. Yeah, <laughs> and then I got used to it and then I, and then I got back on the other phone and then I, I was pressing the wrong button. So the same thing with virtual on-screen buttons as well and gestures. Yeah, I just yeah. go for the three-button layout with back on the left. That's on every phone, that's what I want. That's what I aim for. I know it's old school. I'm, I am I like the gestures on the iPhones, but I cannot do the gestures on the Android. I know yeah. some did really good job. OnePlus did and others, but I just can't. No, no. Okay, I had too many phones in my life, and I'm too old school mm -hmm. Android user. Um, other quick little bits of news. Oppo Reno 2 was launched in India. In India, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'll put a link in there. I don't want to get into much detail. I'm just telling you what's been happening while I was away. And finally, a couple of things that are not smartphone related, but I think are interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of Panic, the software company that makes really great Mac apps. Mm -hmm. A while back, a few months ago, they announced that they were making a tiny little handheld gaming console with a black and white screen uh, called the Playdate um, in collaboration with the people who make... Um, those crazy synthesizers out of Scandinavia. 
Teenage engineering, that's what they are. Teenage engineering makes these really tiny little synthesizers in the mm -hmm. music world that are super delightful industrial design. So mm -hmm. they did the hardware and Panic did the games. And the way this thing works is it's $150. It's black and white screen, really high quality black and white screen. And it's basically, instead of buying games, mm -hmm. you buy a subscription and you get a new game a week. And it's a surprise. You don't know what you're going to get. So it's a very interesting little thing. Um, anyway, there's an article and Gadget got their hands on it. Finally, they're about to launch this thing in a few weeks. And Cool. Uh, I use their, uh, I use Transmit, which yeah, their, so you the know, FTP you know, client. Yeah. You know they make great software and, they, mm -hmm. and they've been making games lately as well, like for, for Mac and for iPhone and, and iPads. But now they're turning, they're making their first piece of hardware together, Teenage Engineering, to deliver these whimsical Nintendo-like games. Uh, and they have like some really good people on board. They have the guy who created uh, some of the games for Sony back in the day, mm -hmm. um, helping them. So I think this is gonna be interesting. And then the other thing that's not smartphone related is Porsche, the car company, launched their first, officially unveiled their first electric sports car. Um, the Taycan, which is can you know can hold you know can can finally compete somewhat with the the, the Teslas. This is the first car to come close to what Tesla is delivering. Mm -hmm. Although Tesla is still beating them at, at many things, but they are upping the game in some areas like charging speeds and uh, repeatable performance, which is something that Teslas have a, tr a problem with. But uh, they still don't have the range, and the price is twice. Like <laughs> we're talking about. Uh, still a whole different league. But of course, with that, you're going to get the Porsche experience, which is an incredible interior and all that stuff. But it's exciting to see for the first time we have a traditional car maker that's really getting serious about making an EV. And it's a sports car EV, which is really interesting. So that just wanted to mention it. That happened a few days ago um, since I do cover cars on the show. Whew, Lots of news. It. Lots of news. We huh? did it, MJ. We did it. Ah, oh, this. There, there's so much work ahead. A lot of phones oh my God. are yet it's, to come. Uh, what is it called? Tech Techtober, right? It Techtober? used to be Techtober, but it's only September. So no, it's a phone phone apocalypse. Is what I call it. Phone apocalypse is now a two month thing. Oh, it's already it's a begun, and uh, it's going to be a crazy <laughs> next few uh, weeks. I guess you know. I mean, we can't end an IFA show without you know mentioning that IFA isn't just about phones. There's a lot else going on today. Didn't I Samsung some launch a fridge? Um, what? I missed some of the announcements, but I was at their booth today. And <laughs> I'm not sure. one thing that really uh, sparked my interest is this bespoke create your own refrigerators. And like, for example, your color, based on your color palette, say you have a pastel, um, uh, a pastel colored uh, uh, kitchen you could go and customize and create a pastel refrigerator with maybe pastel, maybe with three doors. Uh, one is a little pastel blue, one is pastel right. pink. And then you could also make a, a matching uh, microwave. It, it's, it's pretty interesting, um, the customizations. There's a lot of home appliances, a lot of smart home stuff uh, on the show floor. I've only covered the smart, uh, smart home and like home appliances and kitchen and kind, uh, that kind of stuff today. Um, there's a lot of. I was at Nicole Scott's. Uh, uh, she had. A, she hosted a, a a cooking show, and one of the 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 con, con, convection conduction conduction stoves uh, is is smart. So it knows, like for example, if water if if water is boiling, and so it doesn't spill over, it'll automatically reduce the heat. You put in a, a like a thermometer into the fish, and you say, okay, you have to get to 50 degrees. Um, so you stick it in and it'll automatically turn off once the meat is the exact temperature that you need it to be. <laughs> it, there's a lot of, a lot of cool, you know, a lot of cool tech going around. I, I just spent the day just walking around the show floor without my camera and my tripod, uh, and just really talking to people and, and seeing what a lot of, you know, companies have been up to that are not that we just don't have the bandwidth to yeah. to to kind of uh, I mean that's what Efi is like it's yeah. it is it can, it's mostly an it started out as an appliance show and then it turns into a computer Yeah well Efi is Internationale Funkausstellung which is is uh, audio show um right. so Funk it was all is, about a radio radio originally in German yes. yeah so mm -hmm. there you go Yeah Interesting Um MJ do you want to tell the world where they can find you on the internet 
Sure. Um, well, if, if you're looking for me, I'm at Michael Josh all across social media. Of course, uh, I run a website, gadgetmatch.com, where we help you find the right device to match your needs. And of course, what I'm most proud about is a dating baby, site, isn't it? It is MJ? a dating It's a it's dating, a dating site, site for your for devices. Gadgets. Exactly what it is. <laughs> and, and of course, we have a YouTube channel where um, all the videos that we, uh, a lot of the products we talked about today, there will be videos by the time this and podcast goes out. You can check it out at youtube.com slash gadgetmatch. And I will link to a lot of your videos, of course. Thank and you. Uh, you know where to find me on the internet, folks. I'm at Tankrel, T-N-K-G-R-L. I'm sorry my voice is a little hoarse today, but uh, that's uh, what happens when you're breathing dust for three weeks. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> um, Tankrel at T-N-K-G-R-L on Twitter and on Instagram. That's like the comic book character Tankrel without the vowels. Uh, you also find me on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Miriam Joir, my full name spelled out. If you don't know how to read, spell my name go to my twitter my name is there remove the space and you've got it on youtube there's a bunch of uh videos that go along with this podcast some visuals to go along with this audio so check it out um and uh yeah uh, please subscribe to the youtube channel like the videos tell your friends subscribe to the podcast like the show talk to me in tw on twitter about the show comment in the videos all that good stuff uh what i want to say is that the podcast lives on many platforms but mobiletechpodcast.com is the main url that's where you'll find the rss feed and also we're on apple google Pocket Cast, Overcast. Uh, let's see. Um, I think on uh, Spotify, of course, mm -hmm. if you're if you like that. Uh, Tune in radio, bunch of other platforms. And finally, I do want to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible.com is the platform for audiobooks. If you like to listen to books, um, because for example, maybe you're a delivery driver, you can't read the books uh, during your work day. Well, they've got you covered. They've got a whole bunch of selection. They have a whole bunch of great books. Some are read by the authors. And if you want to support the podcast and help us out, uh, you can join Audible if you're not already a member uh, by clicking in the link in the show notes. And that's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. And if you click through, that will help us. And uh, you get a chance to try it out for 30 days. Keep the books that you download and all that good stuff, no matter what you decide at the end but consider it it helps us out and uh, finally I want to remind everyone that my blog is back on tankrel.com tnkgrl.com in which I link to this podcast I link to the videos on YouTube but more importantly there's a lot of deals on the blog so check them out if you're looking to buy a phone that we've discussed today look for discount links there for good great deals I have a partnership with GearBest so that we get a little cut of something that supports us. I can continue making these podcasts if you support us and you get a good deal at the same time. Finally, I want to point out that there is a donate link in the, on the, on the blog. So if you do want to be generous, please, please help us because I, you know, I can't make this podcast happen without your support. So that's it. Um, we'll be back next week with another show. We'll, we'll probably recap IFA. Um, and in the meantime, I want to thank MJ, Michael, Josh for being on the show again. Thanks so much, MJ. Thank you for having me. And if you're looking for a book to listen to on, on Audible, I highly recommend Born a Crime. It's a, it's a stories of a, from a South African childhood by Trevor Noah. That's what I'm currently listening to right now. Oh, awesome. Trevor Noah is an interesting person. Mm -hmm. so if, if you I... love the show. Yeah. If you love the show. Um, you should check out his book. Absolutely. So stay tuned for another show next week, folks. And until then, cheers. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.